Welcome to the Outer Room News Podcast for the week of August 24th, 2017. Oh no, leaks are abound, people. Everyone's just trying to spoil The Last Jedi for me. And probably for Austin too, for all I know. But we'll find out tonight. We'll get down to the bottom of these leaks. And, we, and we'll give you our stance on the leaks. And we're also going to do a little review of uh, the latest book from uh, Del Rey. Is it Del Rey now or Lucasfilm Press? As far as I know, it's still Del Rey. Del Rey. Yeah. Uh, Inferno Squad. Battlefront, uh, kind of a lead into Battlefront 2, the game from EA. But before all that, let's, uh, let's get some introductions out of the way. I'm Ashley Wilbanks, and as always, from Savannah, Georgia, the better half of the podcast, Austin G. Gordy. <laughs> Hiya, folks. <laughs> I love how well, honest how are you? you are tonight. You just... <laughs> What? <laughs> I, said, I love how that? honest you are tonight. Just hey, uh, you know, always better in every way. Yeah, well, yeah I know. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> I'm trying to be a nice guy here. You know, I don't want to take all the credit for 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 the podcast. You know, so I got I got to sh- yeah, I got to shove a little bit off on you. you know? Like yeah, hey, here I am, and here's Austin. That doesn't sound <laughs> good, does it? <laughs> oh, so how's your week been, man? Since we last talked. Uh, it's been it's been all right, man. Just um, you know, besides work, I've gotten addicted to that game, No Man's Sky. They finally pushed out a uh, a new update that kind of basically made it a complete game. Like I, I think, kind of brought all the features that a lot of people wanted. Mm-hmm. And I had it for a while. I had it since Christmas, and just haven't had time to play it and picked it up. And now I'm like jonesing for it. Like any spare second I have, I'm just like, uh, and I'll just you know, grab the controller. <laughs> so what <laughs> you're saying is farming. we need to hurry up and w- we need to hurry up with this podcast and get it over with. So you can go back to pretty much. I'm, I'm pretty much land. like, like I'm, I, you may or may not hear me playing the game in the background. I don't know. We'll see. What? <laughs> I thought you were upstairs, <laughs> man. The game is downstairs. <laughs> no, nah, I'm upstairs. But um, but no. Besides that, I actually was on Disney's uh, the Disney Store website the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, got some good deals. I bought a Elite Series diecast uh, figure of Finn to go with mm-hmm. my Ray figure. Um, I'd been wanting to get him. It was like five bucks, and so I grabbed Ooh. him up. And then yeah. they were selling the the deluxe, like the the Elite Series, the like the dolls, the six mm-hmm. inch dolls. Um, so I got uh, Ray in her Jedi training outfit, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Director Krennic. Oh yeah, and they're both they both look fantastic. So I was pretty excited. I got those today, so I was I was excited to grab those. Why the long pause? I don't know. I was, I don't know. Maybe I'm just feeling really William Shatner tonight. No, or, or you're thinking about <laughs> why didn't thinking about no man's no man's land, no man's sky. I was doing the same thing before they. I was like, man, I want to play that. What's that game called? Is it No Man's Land? <laughs> yes, Sky's I've been logging into the PlayStation this week, um, catching up on some Battlefront because um, you know I'm gearing up for. I'm t- I'm doing some hardcore training for November. There you, you know? go. I know, man. And, we're uh, already pre-ordered and ready to go. So, oh, we, yeah, I'm I am excited. too. And but but every time I log in, I see 
Austin Trophy has got Austin Trophy. Austin Gordy has got a trophy in No Man's Sky. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> Austin Trophy. <laughs> hey, it's oh, it's man. it's a good game, man. I can't, I can't. Uh, and I, and, I, and what's funny is throughout the whole game, I'm given everything like Star Wars names. Like I got a base that I built on like a like a kind of a decent looking planet. You know, it's kind of a. Some of it's kind of deserty, and you know, it's still got some lushness to it and stuff. Anyway, I just—it was my first base. I call it Jakku. So uh, I have Jakku, and then I found a snow planet and built a base there. And of course, you should know what I called it. Star Killer Base. Yeah, called it Star Killer Base. <laughs> no, I called it Hoth. So, um, so I've got I've got Jakku and Hoth, and uh, I've been flying around in a fighter, and it. I swear to God, dude, it looks so much like a Z95 Headhunter, so I just call it Headhunter because you can name you your might, ships and your bases and everything. So You, you might want to report that to Lucasfilm. I don't know if I do. That, I don't want to pay that, Georgia that could Boy. Be a, or, that could be a Lucasfilm licensing issue. We'll see. Just saying. Just saying. I have to see if they can catch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be headhunting you, pal. Anything so? Anything else you got going on besides No Man's Sky Land? That's pretty much it, dude. That's my life. That's your life. No Man's Sky in the Disney Store. Yeah. Well, my life this week has been Star Wars less, with the exception of today. I I did go to GameStop and I picked up a couple of Christmas Star Wars Christmas mugs that just happen to be you know every you know right now if you go to a GameStop they have pretty much every Star Wars item on clearance that's not relevant you know the Force Awakens Rogue One anything in that genre you're you can get dirt cheap now hmm. uh yeah I, I mean they're trying you know they're literally trying to get get rid of stuff clearing it out for it because you know, next week you're gonna get this huge influx of Star Wars product you know next Friday which you know what <clears throat> I was talking with my wife I'm not going to be around for Force Friday. Yeah, me me neither. I think we we both have the same predicament. We're gonna be, yeah, we're going to be at Dragon Con. But uh. I think what I might do that night cuz I'll be in Statesboro the night before I leave. Uh-huh. So I may yeah. I may end up going up there at midnight to their Walmart to see if they're doing anything. Dude, what time are you going to get up to get to Dragon Con? Oh, we're gonna have we're gonna get up like super early and go, because we can't check in till three anyways. You'd be like, I've got oh, I'm working on like two hours sleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, um, take them disco naps. I um, I I went to Walmart the other day, and lo and behold, they already had the Star Wars figures out on the shelf for the Last Jedi, the three and three quarter inch figures. Really. Yeah, so I went and I grabbed, just to to test, I grabbed Luke and I grabbed Chewie, because I want that Porg. And uh, I was like, if I grab them all, like, you know, one of each, and I go up there, and they don't ring up, it'll look like, you know, she'll start scanning, like, bloop, nope, bloop, nope, something's going on. (laughs) Right. You know, so I said, "I'll, I'll test my luck with two. And of course, they say sale not allowed. And the the cash register lady is like, hmm, they must have lead in them or something. These are probably on recall. And I had my kids with me, and they're like, 
girls, are y'all sad? Do y'all need to go pick up another toy? And I'm like, well, they're they're mine. <laughs> you know? And uh, mm-hmm. so that was strikeout number one. A couple of days later, and, and she took them to the back, like to the customer service area. A couple of days later, I go into Walmart, and uh, they're still hanging on the shelf along with the two figures I tried to buy or back on the shelf. So I say, hmm, let me try again. <laughs> so I get them, and I take them up there, and, of course, sales not allowed. And and the same response, they must be on recall. And then finally a, a store manager came over and said, oh, these are not, these uh, haven't met the street date yet. I was like, ah, finally, someone with some sense. But sad to say, I didn't get my Star Wars figures, even though I, they were right there. I had them in my hands. I was looking at them. Ugh. Like, yeah. How do you explain that? Like, really, I feel like if you put it out on the shelf like that, then mm-hmm. you you're you know you have to be prepared to sell those figures. Yeah, that's just my really. opinion. I mean, I know it's wrong, but at the same time, like that's a big screw up on their part. Like, you can't just put that out there and then say, oh, we can't sell it to you, and then keep it out there. Like, it'd be one thing yeah. if they said, oh, we messed up and took them back off the shelves, but obviously they're not doing that. Like, aren't no, they going to get just... tired of giving that answer every time? Because I think I've, I've heard other people have the same report. Yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I was, I was, I didn't get mad at the, at the cash register lady because I kind of figured what was going to happen because we went by one of those self- not the self-checkout, but the little self-scan things, you know, located mm-hmm. randomly in the store. Right. And, it, it, and, you know, it says not in the system when you scan it. So I was like, uh, oh, well. I tried. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's my Star Wars story this week. Other than that, I mean, I finished uh, Rebel, not Rebel Rising, Battle, Battle Inferno Time. Squad. Gosh, Inferno I can't yeah. even remember what the book is. Um, but you know, I finished that last week too, so we're good on that. We're gonna review that one for you tonight. It'll be good. It'll be good. So I'm here surfing the Facebook as I normally do at the middle of the night, and uh, I come upon I'm on the Star Wars collectibles for sale group, and uh, I come upon this listing of power of the force figure lot now here's what it consists of okay here's what it consists of and keep in mind all this is is mint is still sealed in box every one of these the the person has 19 red carded power of the force figures and from just looking at the images i don't think these are all different figures none of these are the same so so you're getting it you know you're not getting duplicates so right. 19 red carded Power of the Force figures, 35 19. green Power of the Force figures, three Jabba's Band two packs, and these were you know the Jabba Singers, and they came in two in in two packs there. Three Gunner Stations, uh, three red Deluxe figures, four green Deluxe figures, and five electronic figures plus it looks like you may be getting a couple of the power of the force speeder bikes like the one from shadows of the empire and and uh another one. Oh, like uh like the swoop bikes yeah the swoop and the swoop, uh swoop gang and just stuff, regular yeah. regular speeder 
Gotcha. Okay. Now, now this person wants three hundred dollars shipped. What do you think about that? Well, hmm. See, I would look at it like this. I mm-hmm. think it will be a good because think of it like this. I think it's a good deal because of the fact that, you know, you're looking at all together that was close to that was close to fifty figures. Would yeah, you say? Let me just let me add it up. Nineteen and thirty five, that's four. That's fifty four plus three is fifty seven. Three sixty five sixty nine. Yeah, rough about sixty nine figures. Yeah, so if you if you take all that and you split that up evenly, like just ten, that's six. That's six hundred ninety dollars. That's almost seven hundred bucks. If you were to say ten bucks a, a piece, like if these were all and these are all still mint in box, is that right? Mm. Yeah, Cause, I'm yeah, assuming usually, the boxes are mint. They're still right. sealed. How about that? Yeah, right, exactly. So I'm just saying, like they, you know, if you look at the figures, the figures can range anywhere. I've seen from like you know. Seven, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars. Your deluxe figures are going to usually run you about fifteen to twenty bucks. You know, a lot of that stuff. So I mean, you're, you know, I think altogether for three hundred dollars, that that many. I mean, it's, I think it's personally a, a pretty good deal, especially if they're mm-hmm. already if, if that's including shipping. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty does, big shipment of figures. Pricing. I mean, that would be something right. I would. I mean, like if if I you know if I had it to spare, you know, I would definitely yeah. uh, jump on it because I mean I love that era because we are talking about the '95 era yeah, mm-hmm. figures, yeah. So so those, yeah, that's really cool stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, I guess if you average that out, um, let me pull up the uh, the good old Outer Rim News calculator here. Um, let's just because just just the other day I I happened to just kind of randomly go. We have a local flea market here. It's a, a pretty big size flea market, um, and I just wanted to go and just walk around. And I know there's a particular seller there that had some Star Wars stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. I walked over there, and they had um, they had like the carded uh, Power of the Force figures. Like I've got a red carded Han Solo for five bucks, and a uh, then I got an Episode One Mace Windu for five bucks. Still so, in the package. So that averages out to about four dollars and thirty some odd cents per figure yeah all right yes yeah, and, and you got to think too that's like if you had per figure but you're also mentioning you had like deluxe figures and vehicles in there so yeah 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 you did my, my thing is i mean i, I don't want to argue anybody's prices mm-hmm. but you know these little facebook groups are really cool to be a part of because definitely you're going to find deals that that you don't normally get i know two years ago and this was right around the force awakens when it when you know, it was it was coming out. I ran up on a deal on Facebook. The guy was selling uh, Episode 1 figures. I got them for $2.50 a figure still, men in package. Mm-hmm. And I bought like 25 of them. So, you know, I, I got pretty much a steal. I paid about 60, 70 bucks for 25 figures. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a good deal. So, I mean... When I, when I see big lots like this, especially from the the figures range from the mid nineties to the late two thousand, you, you know the Phantom Menace stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm lo- I'm looking for that that price range two fifty a figure right. to me, and, and that's why I, I, it would be hard for me to pull a trigger, you know, at three hundred. That I mean that is a good deal. I think that is a good deal, but I mean I I, I might hold out for better. Right. I mean, you could always haggle with them, too. You could always say, you know, hey, what about 200 Yeah. I don't you know, know if you go like that, that low. 
Yeah, I don't know if you, you get that, but still, that's a that's a good deal. That's a good deal. So, uh, so rule number one: if you're on Facebook, join a Star Wars collectors group because you're going to find awesome deals all the time. I guarantee it. You know, I'm a, I'm a member not only of this one but the Star Wars Modern Collectors Group, uh, Vintage Collectors Group, which is called the uh, Imperial Commissary, I believe. And man, I find all kind of great deals on, you know, figures from the '80s in that group. Lots and lots of good deals. And there's some pricey stuff. There's some pricey stuff in there too because there's hardcore collectors who've been doing it forever. And they specialize in vintage product. And, you know, they will have, you know, like original 12-back figures. Mm. You know, it's mint on card for thousands of dollars up for sale. It's like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm changing focus or whatever. And I'm selling, you know, this Luke and C-3PO. And it's like, I want uh, $3,000 for this and four for the other one. And I'm like, huh, dude. These Star Wars collectors are in a different world than I am. All right. <laughs> I'm like I'm looking at GameStop for like 97 cents items. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's also it's one of those things too where you're like you know maybe maybe you don't necessarily want all that's in the in the lot, mm-hmm. but as a whole, like as it stands, I feel like it's a, a pretty decent price just compared to like the way I've seen them sold separately. Because yeah, like I said, usually you go into a like a vintage toy store and stuff, they're selling those figures there. You know, usually the average is about ten dollars oh, per okay. figure. I was yeah. I was surprised, like I said, when I went to that flea market and found those carded uh, power. They had other ones too, like Power of the Force and Episode One figures. Where they were all just five bucks a piece, and they were they're mint in box, just mm-hmm. you know, still sealed and everything. So they got yeah, some dolls. I, mean, I, I want to go back and get the. They had like the Darth Maul uh, dog because mm-hmm. I bought an Obi Wan Kenobi from Episode One. Mm-hmm. Still in the box. I got a, that doll, and I want to get Qui Gon and, and Darth Maul, but he was wanting thirty bucks for them a piece, and I only paid eighteen for Obi Wan. So, yeah, and and you know when you go to to stores, they have that markup because they're trying to make mm-hmm. money, right? Oh yeah, definitely. But, but when when you buy from individuals on Facebook who are like uh, medical bills, I need to sell some stuff. Right. You're gonna get you're gonna get dirt cheap stuff. And it's going to be the same thing. So I just try to, you know, you know, I want to support like local businesses and stuff, but man, sometimes the markup on that stuff is just like, I I can't pay that, you know, right? when I can, when I can get it elsewhere cheaper, but that's neither here nor there, you know, let's talk about something else. This, uh, kind of really got my goat here lately, really got my goat. And that's spoilers. What do you think about spoilers, Austin? Uh, I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, I know we're all, you know, we all want as much information as possible. And, you know, we'll claw at any little thing we can at times. But at the same time, I mean, I, you know, I, I like to go into stuff, you know, unspoiled with a clear mind. And, and so, yeah, it, it kind of sucks that, especially like the the measures that companies have to go through now to try to hide stuff like that. And I, and I get it. It's just fan enthusiasm and you, it's hard to fight that when you, know, it's just a lot of, it's mainly, I mean, it's just support from, from the fans, but they are, you know, they're just very, we're aggressive about it. So I get that, but it's it, at the same time, it's, you know, 
it'd be nice if 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 we could just refrain from the spoilers and the leaks. Yeah. And you you know, being we do have a podcast. We do talk about Star Wars news. We do talk about the latest and greatest Star Wars everything. So I, I look at it, you know, I, I look at it both sides here. One, maybe we should talk about spoiler spoiler stuff because, hey, that's what we do. We talk Star Wars, and and in today's world, the spoiler is news, right? right. But on the other side, I kind of um, I'm kind of greedy in that I I I want to keep that to myself. I don't. I want to go into the Last Jedi, December seventeenth, and is that the date it comes out? Or 15th? 15th, yeah. 15th. I want to go in that movie not knowing Jack. You know. Um, I think that official reveals are okay. Because that's coming from Lucasfilm. They know what the movie is, you know. They made it. They know exactly what it is. And they roll out just enough to whet your appetite, right? Mm-hmm. Not the spoiler stuff. And I know... You know, it's hard because, especially as a collector, you're looking for the latest and greatest stuff. You know, whoa, what's coming down the pipe? What do I need to save up my money for? And we know, we all know that next Friday, probably, there's going to be some stuff released that maybe we hadn't seen yet, you know? And maybe there's some spoilery stuff on it. But to me, that's official because they're now releasing this product. You know, if if like Luke gets his head chopped off by Kylo Ren, they're not going to put on the back of the Kylo Ren figure. This figure, you know, represents when Kylo's chopped Luke's head off. I'm like, what? No. You know, they're not going to do that. They'll wait and put the chopped off, the Kylo chopping Luke's head figure into the third wave after the movie's released. All right. You know, not to spoil anything. So, my deal is, I got something spoiled for me and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal it here because it, it's a major big huge spoiler if it's true if it's true um I, I mean I'll tell you what it is but I won't I won't give you the spoiler yeah I, there was a, a Lego um item that was revealed on some Japanese website coming out soon mm-hmm. it was a uh, it was a new Millennium Falcon Lego set. Okay. And it had Japanese writing on it, which, you know, this seems kind of fuzzy to me because I don't know. I, it just seems like Lego doesn't... Maybe they do have Japanese writing on their boxes. I don't, I don't know. But uh, anyway, the spoiler, it, it said, you know, so-and-so is hopping in here, and basically it reveals... She, she, you know, I'm not gonna say who it is, but basically the spoiler was who who Ray's parents are, right? Okay. And I was just when I saw that, I somebody you know, somebody sent it to me. I was like, oh no, no, why did they send it to me? You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I understand the enthusiasm because. In different strokes for different folks and you know when you see something like that you you want to share it with the world right you know? mm-hmm. but but 
I was like, I don't want to be shared with on that. I want to <laughs> go in not knowing. Right, you know? and, exactly. And, and, and I'm hoping it is wrong. I'm hoping that that, that translation, that Google translation was wrong <laughs> from that Japanese box art. Um, but uh, it, was, it was a little disappointing. Not Not the reveal, just that it was revealed to me in that way. You know, right? Uh, and, and two, f- Facebook. God, you can't even look at Facebook now, or Twitter, or anything, because people just don't. They, I don't know if they just don't care. You know, the headline. You know, uh, uh, I'm I'm not gonna. Well, let's just make up something. Um, Princess Leia kills Snoke in the for in Last Jedi, and it's like what. You know, I'm not saying that's a, a legit thing. I just made that up. Right. But but something that big is the headline in on in a Facebook article that you're just scrolling through, you know. And it's like, why do that? Why? I know I know websites are are fighting for clicks now, you know. Wow, click on my link. Click on my link. But I think you do yourself and the fans a disservice when you headline something like that. And and don't put like tag it with spoiler alert and give some vague description, not the actual spoiler in the heading. So I'm a little irked and I'm a little afraid to get on the internet now. You know, I, I I'm scared that I'm gonna see something that I just didn't want to see, and it's gonna really hurt my feelings, really really bad. <laughs> and now I've cried. I've totally cried. So I mean, what do you do? You feel the same way, or? Well, no, that's the thing. I mean, I just don't. I just don't want it to be. Like, I just don't want it to be spoiled. You know, I don't. I don't want to know. Even though in my head, you know, in, in everybody's, we all have curiosity, and we all want to know, but we don't want to yeah. know at the same time. Like, I want to be. You know, I just. I just want to enjoy it in as it happens yeah oh I, I i agree totally that's why i just these these big news sites um like heroic hollywood and stuff and not that they spoil stuff so much anymore as as some of these other sites who are who are just coming up trying to make a name for themselves um I can't. I can't even remember the name of some like Star Wars News Net or some a couple of the others. Star Wars. Uh, there's there's a couple other ones out there. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but uh, they're there to uh, spoil the crap out of it for you. And <laughs> right. it's like they have they have people on set or something, you know, like describing things, how they look, and all this stuff, and then they report it as fact. Sometimes it's accurate, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's vague resemblance of of some truth, you know. But uh I'm just totally I'm, I'm totally against it and that's why I think as far as the Outer Rim News website um you know, we I've sort of taken the stance of as as editor in chief of not reporting rumor and spoiler stuff, even even toy news and stuff right. like when, like when uh, Toy Fair comes out and and Lego has a private viewing, no pictures, 
you know, thing at Toy Fair and somebody snaps some pictures and leaks it online. To me, that's not cool. You know, wait for Lego and Lucasfilm to give the the AOK to release that stuff, and then then we'll get it. But uh, so so that's why you don't see a lot of spoiler stuff from OuterRimNews.com. That's why we kind of stay we we shy away from that, so we don't have to get those cease and desist letters. <laughs> right. You know. And as far as the podcast goes. I think some of that we have to we have to sort of play by ear, like when they leaked those those photos of that photo shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, there was nothing really really spoilery there. You know, I mean, we know what Luke looks like. We've seen him in the trailer. We know what Ray looks like. We've seen her in the trailer, right? Um, Kylo Ren, General Hux. The only thing that we did, and and even. Uh, DJ or whatever you know he's known as in the movie Benicio del Toro. The only thing that was really spoiled was the way Snoke looked. You know, we'd never seen a real close, clear picture of Snoke, and that was our first. Um, which, by the way, did we talk about how tall that Joker is last episode? Yeah, we we mentioned like yeah. talking about he was so, yeah he seven was, feet tall. Yeah, he was seven foot tall. <clears throat> All right, so um, so that's just our official stance on spoilers. W- will you agree with that? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, that so that's that's the outer rim news uh, official stance on spoilers. We don't serve their kind here. They'll have to wait outside. You like that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. That was good. Are you thinking about No good. Man's Sky? I'm thinking. Right that's now? all I'm thinking about right now. I'm just wanting <laughs> you to hurry up so I can get back to No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you seen the latest tweets from from Lego? No, about some new mystery uh, Lego set coming soon. And the only thing uh, I've seen was I, the one I'd, I'd love to have would be the the Star Destroyer, the First Order Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing I know of. I don't know. So they've been tweeting this big reveal, which they will reveal on September first. And it'll be on display at, at Lego stores, but you won't be able to get it then. Um, the largest Lego set ever, and it's a Star Wars set. Is um, it from The Last Jedi? Don't know yet. Don't know. The, I was going to say, set, I wonder if it corresponds with the, you know, how they announced the two the two new vehicles in The Last oh, Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, th- 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 it says this set will feature 7,541 pieces. And that's over 27% more than their largest set, which is the Taj Mahal, I believe. Um, wow. So, yeah. So remember, this: if you go to a Lego store Friday, not tomorrow, but September 1st, that set will be on display. Now, <clears throat> you know, I'm thinking maybe... This is another Millennium Falcon. But their latest tweet, which is the fourth tweet about this, they, they give this this kind of vague, this kind of real oddly shaped, like just pile of Lego pieces, right? And I'm thinking this might be a BB-8. I mean, like this, just a massive BB-8 figure. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Do the colors match up? 
Well, the colors are not there, and I don't know if necessarily this is colors that would be used in this thing. It just shows a bunch of dark gray brick and then some light brown brick. Oh, okay. But but they are in the shape. I mean, it looks similar to to BB-8, if I had oh, to okay. guess. You know, just laid out on on, on the floor, kind of thing. So I'm I'm wondering if this is not just a, a huge, gigantic BB-8. How much does that weigh? Seventy five hundred bricks, plastic bricks. I would like to get a weight on that thing. I hope they put it on. I know my wife. I bought her the uh, D- the Disney. Uh, what's the castle called at Disney the World? Cinderella's castle or Cinderella? Yeah, Cinderella's castle. And this was uh, this was over a couple of thousand pieces. I mean, this is a huge thing. It took her like <laughs> it took her a couple of weeks to build this thing. Um, and it's massive, man. It's heavy as crap. And it's sitting on top of one of her shelves upstairs. But, uh, I mean, it's nice. You know, it's an, it, it was like one of those pieces that you can't just go to Walmart and buy. You have to go to a Lego store or order it from Lego shop online. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, she had fun building that. But, yeah, this is, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be very interesting. I can't wait to see it. Uh, some more news before we get into our um, review of Battlefront. To Inferno Squad. It seems that the Han Solo movie has added a composer that's not named John Williams, but is named John. And that composer is John Powell. Now, you may know John Powell from movies such as uh, X-Men The Last Stand, which is Austin's favorite X-Men movie. The best, the best movie ever. <laughs> um, also, the, he's done the Kung Fu Panda soundtrack, uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, Shrek, the original Shrek movie. Um, and I believe he did uh, Face Off and, and some of the Bourne franchise, too. I was going to say so, Face Off. When I saw that he did, did Face Off, I'm like... Like, hands down, one of my most favorite movies. So I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, the one the one thing I did like about X-Men Last Stand was the soundtrack, so much so that I actually bought the soundtrack when it came out. You know, yeah, well, you back go. in the day. Yeah. And, but but here's the one thing. You know how most composers... If you hear, if you watch three different movies and it's the same composer, you hear some of the same beats, right? Right. They have this, they just have their, what, what's the word I'm looking for? They have the same. Um, well, they have their signature sound. They have that yes, distinct sound. Yes, signature sound. Well, I noticed in uh, X-Men The Last Stand, there is, especially during uh, the big sequences, there's this almost... Egyptian kind of sound to it, or Middle East, ancient Middle Eastern kind of kind of uh, music going on in the background. Um, and I was listening to Pan today, uh, another movie that he did, and also 
Oh, what else was I listening to? Hmm. There was another movie I listened to, and during the course of listening to those soundtracks, you hear that same old, ancient, kind of Egyptian signature sound to some to some of the scenes. So I'm hoping he doesn't use that at all for the Han Solo movie. But I think he may be a good choice for for a Star Wars flick. Even though it's not John Williams. Um, if I had my way, I think Giacchino probably, if he would do it, would handle the rest of the Star Wars films going forward. <laughs> right. That John, that John Williams didn't want to do. Right, exactly. To me, G- Giacchino's like my, like he's the new, he's like the next generation after John Williams to me. Like mm-hmm. that, he's He's done some really good scores. Yeah, I'm just, I'm hesitant to say this is going to be, that he's going to hit the nail on the head with um, with what he's doing, what, with his past work, but we'll see, we'll see, hopefully it'll be good. And also, as we speculated before with Han Solo, Ron Howard has, has uh, hired his brother to have a cameo in the film, so Clint Howard will be in the film. Yay! Go Clint. Yeah, I mean, he's one of Austin's favorite actors, especially from the Star Trek days when he played and, that uh, little kid with crazy look to him that could they dubbed his voice, and it was crazy because it was from the 60s, and I <laughs> don't like Star Trek. And you can't forget the <laughs> ice cream man. He was the ice cream man, so. Yeah, he was the ice cream man. I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, oh gosh, that was crazy. But uh, let's let's see what time do we have here. We have about fifteen minutes or so. So let's let's dive into the uh, Inferno Squad review. So you want me to give you my opinion right out the bat? Yeah, let's go. Hit it. Hit it. Go. How about you give a synopsis of the book and then we'll we'll do it. We'll Oh, you really? I have to give you the synopsis of the book. I mean, if you want me to give it, I'll I'll do it. Okay, because I didn't have it pulled up where I could steadily read or be readily <laughs> read the, the synopsis of the book. Well, I mean, you know, the gist of it was I mean, you you get the creation of Inferno Squad basically takes place at right at the battle and or the after effect, the aftermath of the Battle of Yavin and uh leads into the creation of inferno squad and then they're you know their warm-up but essentially they had their warm-up they it's their covers their first big mission and um that's i mean that's pretty much it that's the that's the whole book and um you know they they pretty much they're called on to uh to infiltrate a group called the dreamers who are like the the remnants of saw guerrera's uh you know rebels basically his fighters Partisans. and um and they also because they they feel there's a there's an imp- like an imperial leak somewhere so they have to find that and um yeah so you kind of just get a feel for the group like you you get to know the the new characters and and mm-hmm. uh kind of see them working out the kinks but um i, I will say this my for my opinion on it you know, going into the book, I thought that I was going to get 
and I'm sure everybody thought this, that I thought I was going to get a story that I, I knew it would probably start around, you know, um, a new hope, you know, or sometime after rogue one. And, um, I, I was sure we were going to get the creation of the group and maybe it, you know, maybe it'll, it would lead into, I guess the, the I'm sure I'm, I'm assuming that the battlefront two is the game is going to start off, you know, at the battle of Endor. So I assumed that the book would lead it kind of get bridge that gap and lead into that. But, um, I mean, I was, you know, I was kind of let down because it, it, it's just sort of a, it feels like such a real contained story. Like it, there really wasn't much the author was allowed to do beyond this mission. So I was, I think I was a little disappointed with the story. I mean, it wasn't a bad book. It was, it was interesting and it was a good read and you do get to understand these characters. Um, I felt like I cared more about these characters than I did in, in Battlefront in uh, mm-hmm. Twilight Company. Yeah. Um, and just the world around it. Like, I wish I had gotten more of the 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 inner workings of the. I guess you'd you know the inner turmoil or just you know the 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 lives of the Imperials during this time because you can tell that they were this was a big shakeup, and um, you you really get to see the perspective from the other side. Sort of like how Lost Stars did. It gave us the perspective from the Imperial side. Mm-hmm. And the rebellion, but it really gave you more of the 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 imperial side, so that you get like a balanced viewpoint. Because we've always looked at it from the the rebellions rebellions side. Yeah. So um, that was an interesting part of the book. I mean, I, I like how you you have that that uh, passion from the from the imperials, especially from from uh, um, uh, oh Lord Versio, uh, Iden yeah. Versio, the mm-hmm. main character. And she's, you know, and, and plus the, her background where she's, I mean, she's pretty much a straight, straight up soldier. Just, I mean, a robot, like a killing machine just about. I mean, she's, she's a really good soldier, but you can tell us because how she was brought up, her family, her, her father's sort of, <laughs> he's a, he's an Imperial officer. You can tell he's, he's an officer first and foremost, even at home, probably raising her was just very cold and, and, uh, demanded respect. And, yeah. uh, so it made her kind of, you know cold and um yeah i mean i was i mean the like i said the characters in the book are good i just feel like the story was weak it was just sort of we only got i feel like we got cheated where and maybe the you know and it's not i don't think it's the fault of the author i feel like she's a good author and she did what she could with the material she was allowed but it, it felt to me like lucasfilm was like we want you to tell this story but we can't we can't we can't go into too many things like you're we need you to stay in this one mission just establish the characters in this one mission and that that's it that's all we want mm-hmm. and so i was kind of let down by it that was that was my perspective i mean what, what about you how did you feel after it i think i liked it a little better than you did uh, i mean it we, the one thing i'm glad and, and i'll go out and say this I, the one thing i hate i loathe about some of these star wars books is the lovey-dovey romance crap that goes mm-hmm. into them. Right. The one the one book that I could tolerate, or the two, Lost Stars, you know, I tolerated it because it was a good book. I tolerated it, even though mm-hmm. I hated those parts. Dark Disciple was okay. See, I thought the Dark Disciple was, handled that really well. Like it felt no, like it, it, it. To me, Dark Disciple felt like that it was necessary to to the redemption yeah. and the character that was a, a yeah. seizure sage in that. Yeah, 
Yeah. It, I mean, me, that, that book was probably was the book fan- that it worked. Yeah, the, best the book was in. fantastic. I like the book. Yeah. I just wish they could leave the the romance out of it. And maybe <laughs> that's just because I'm not a, uh, you know, I, I've got a cold heart or something. I don't know. I just think this, but, this is probably just not your thing, but you, you've got to have that in the books. I mean, look, if you didn't have that, you wouldn't have, you know, Han and Leia or Luke and Leia. Yeah. <laughs> or or C-3PO and R2-D2. You wouldn't have any. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to a certain extent, right? Um, I, I can handle that. They're, they're, like the Star Wars movies, there's romance in them, but they, take, they only take it so far, right? I, I don't want to hear the... You know, he reaches in to kiss her, and his burning loins are burning yeah. hotter than before. You know, I don't want to hear that. I don't want <laughs> right. to read that. In yeah, you could tell book. in these books when they do that, they're probably like trying to tap into. They're like, we we hope that teenage girls, or or at least like the 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 audience that like books like Hunger Games and Twilight and all that are are kind of tuning in and reading these books. Like we're we're throwing yeah. them a bone basically. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. Yeah, and and the closest you get to this is with the um, oh the little imperial girl. What's her name? Zen. Yeah, yeah, Zen, and she has to you know ha- have this fake relationship with one of the rebe- rebel teenager boys, and there's not a lot of lovey dovey stuff that goes. I mean, they reference that they have a relationship, you know, and and it's obvious that they have this little. He's really, you know in love with this with this secret empire lady but um so i like how they handle that overall this inferno squad book i really i, I enjoyed it man uh, i'll be honest uh twilight company <laughs> whoo i still haven't gotten through it and i don't think i'll ever get through it it's boring i just can't i, I don't there's n- no characters there that i can attach myself to so but with this book I mean, Iden Versio, um, I liked her. Um, yeah, she was cold-hearted. She was straight-up military. Uh, and But for some reason, I kind of, identif- not identified with her, but she made for an interesting lead in the book, and I, I like following that. Could right. it be because, because we're going to see more of her in Battlefront and when the game comes out? Maybe. And maybe that's what Twilight Company lacked, you know, with some some sticking point, something that we could reference in the future, you right. know. I don't know. But and, and um, also, can I ask you though, real quick, that how did they pronounce her? The the girl, the girl you were talking about, was it? Is it because in the book it's spelled S E Y N, so I would always say Sane. No, oh, it was Sin. Is Sin? Yeah, Sin. Sin, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, um, I was wondering about that. At least that's the audio book pronounced it seeing right. um, and, and what's funny though is i felt like i knew her that something was going to happen to her whenever i was reading this book because of the fact that they don't they don't show her character in the previews to the game just the first three just, oh, I, uh, you know i, I didn't uh, put two and two together <laughs> yeah i was like because you have you had iden you had uh gid you know or hat, uh, hatch right is that was his name uh gideon uh, gideon and uh is it what was, the what was his last name is hatch right or Maybe or, I can't remember. I can't. I can't remember. Maybe there's another one starts with a D. Hask. I'm sorry, Hask, not Hatch. Hask. Hask. Gideon Hask. And yeah. then you have, um, um, oh Lord. See notes, man. Notes. 
Plus, yeah, it's no, been a little bit to... since I've read it. But Dale, Dale, the other guy. Dale. I knew Dale. it started with a D. And, I um, said it started with a D. Yeah, so I knew those three characters were shown in the behind the scenes and stuff for the, the you know, the book trailers. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Lord, don't tell me they're going to kill this girl off because I don't ever see her mentioned. And I actually, yeah. at first, I thought she was pretty neat because she had some cool, she had some cool uh, abilities. Like some, yeah, she did. some cool tricks of the trade. And I thought she would be, she would work work really well. And then the way they kind of like, near the end of the book, how she just, you see her just, she goes from you having faith in this girl. Like, oh, I think she can get the job done. She can hang with the big dogs. And then she just ends up failing. Like she just ends up like becoming weak and, you know, the weak never survive in, in this world. <laughs> in the, at least yeah. in the Imperials world, you know. So it's sad that, and, and she had a horrible demise too. I thought that was pretty crazy. But oh yeah, it was. It was. But yeah, was. the um, but yeah, I mean, my thing is, is the, yeah, this book, the characters, I was w- way more attached to, and I and and I think it may, I, you know, we we know that we're going to get these characters more in a, in the game and stuff, and and mm-hmm. we we have a way of attaching ourselves to that and wanting to know more. Mm-hmm. But um, I just feel I just wish that the book wasn't so contained because it's one of those things where I'm like I'm reading the book and then by the by like three quarters of the book I'm like wow I've, so we we've been in this mission this whole time so there's not as much action it's just more just character development so there's no real action to it that was the only thing that got me because the beginning of it, it started out so good and you were yeah. and I thought that we would kind of keep that pace where we would get these these missions that really you know, showed what they can do. And, you know, I didn't know that we were going to stick in this. I thought if anything, we were going to get into this mission and then it would require them to do like, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, um, I don't know. It just felt a little too contained, a little too, uh, restrictive, you know? Well, maybe so, but I mean, this is, uh, this is an introduction to these characters. Right. Cause you're, you're, when you buy the game, you're going to get to know them really well, really, really well. And I, I will say that I think this left the door, open for even more character development and maybe with Aiden uh, a change of heart because okay spoiler alert here Lux Bonteri from the Clone Wars was in this book yep right this is the first time we've gotten reference to him and, and what happened to him after the Clone Wars and if you don't remember him he was he he had this relationship with Ahsoka he was a, a senator's uh son and mm-hmm. maybe he was himself a senator at one time he was in and he was in more than one episode he was yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah i remember i remember him yeah because i mean ahsoka really had feelings for this guy and she had mm-hmm. to drop him because of the jedi way um yeah. but now he's known as the mentor in this book you don't know his name until the very end um you kind of, you know, if I was putting two to, two together, you, I probably could have guessed it, but just reading the description of the guy. Uh, but in the end, you find out it's him. But at the, at the very end, when the jig is up and Inferno Squad reveals who they are and that they're taking out this little rebel cell, uh, you know, it's just Aiden and Lux Monteri, who she's had this sort of not a romantic relationship, but a parent to daughter kind of relationship, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Cause he's been teaching her life lessons and, a, you know, a few other things. And she, in that moment was supposed to kill him. And you think she did at the end of the book, you think she pulled the trigger because it says she pulled the trigger. 
right. and blast him. But um, in the chest, actually, I think it says. But in the epilogue, when they're going on their next mission, and she goes aboard her ship, and I think it was Dale, maybe, that that get confronted her and said, hey, I, I was curious, when you came back to our ship from um, your rendezvous with uh, the mentor your gun was on set on stun <laughs> right right mm-hmm. so he said is that true and, and then she's like, Wink. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so you know he's not dead i mean it, it it left the door open for him to be to be alive and they can use lucasfilm can use him somewhere else but i think what that does is also open the door to the possibility of her realizing just how bad the empire is at some point right you know? but at the same time i wonder i thought I, you know as far as i know you know she's still going to be i mean she's going to be an imperial and she's going to she bridges over into the first order in the game though correct may i, I don't know i hadn't i hadn't i hadn't looked into the storyline maybe as much as other people have for mm-hmm. the game right um the only thing i can remember from the trailer is when she and Inferno Squad are on indoor and they look up and see the Death Star blowing up. Right. And they, and yeah, I don't know how dialogue. it's going to tie in because of all that time in between, but it's apparently supposed to, it's supposed to start from there and somehow bridge over, like go, you kind of span the years between that and Force Awakens yeah. so that it incorporates the First Order and stuff like that. So it's going to be kind of weird to see that, I guess, because they're going to, of course, they're going to have to age drastically. Yeah, it's be like but 50. Yeah, so I don't know, I don't know how they're going to handle that. But to me, I, I mean, like I said, I think I think she's going to realize somewhere along the way that she's not this bad person, even though right. you know, they make her out to be this very bad person and you know, and two, you you kind of hit the nail on the head. Most people in the empire don't really know just how evil the emperor is in Darth Vader. You know, they don't right. realize they realize they think what they are doing is for the good of the people of the galaxy. Yeah, they're puppets. You know? I mean, that's pretty much all yeah. they are. They're sheep. I mean, they, you know, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, so it's interesting with the way this book is. I mean, how you, how you see the. I mean, even down to the. I mean, the the character, the characterization, like you get more of Iden's personal life, like her mom. Like to me, that was really horrible. Like her mom was sick, and yeah. still, you know, of course, a. Uh, true like devout imperial i mean she was all for the emperor and for the empire and mm-hmm. when they had to fake that jen i mean not jen um Aiden was uh was a, you know a rebel sympathizer you know they of course they cast her away you know they they uh they um she loses her her spot at the in the fleet and you know all that kind of basically is is you know banished and when she meets with her mom and her mom's basically I mean sick and dying and, and she's still saying like, you know, you disappoint me like if if you know, if, if if this is true or if you you know, if you don't realize the error of your ways then then basically she's she's she wants nothing to do with her. And that was that was horrible. Yeah. But by the end of it I wonder you know, the little tidbit about her and her father, you know, afterwards, because she was, she was hoping that she could finish the mission and get back to her mom and reveal to her. It was all just a setup. It was all a, a, you know, a fake just to, just to fool the rebellion, you know? Mm -hmm. 
and the dreamers, you know, and she and she didn't get that chance. But her father said that she knew. So I'm assuming that he told her before she passed? Or do you think he was just saying that to ease her mind? Uh, he, knowing him, he was saying that to ease her mind. Yeah, see, that's he, what I was wondering. He seems like a really straight-up, you know, bad dude. Douchebag. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, but I was trying not to. <laughs> there's, there's kids Yeah, he, um, he, it's it's tough. Like, I, 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 for a second there, I was like, I wonder if there was some good in him. Like, he was at least good enough to, to just, you know, tell her mom, like, look, our daughter's not really a bad guy. And before she died, but I bet he didn't do that. Well, no, when, I mean, that to her. Yeah, when they when they got a divorce, you remember he was just like, you know, first he goes, "Don't cry." I mean, he was holding his daughter, and the mom was like leaving, you know, and she stayed with him, and he's like, "Don't look back." First he goes, "Don't cry." Right. Like, so yeah, you were that's, hardcore. It's crazy, you know. Oh yeah, he was he was hard, man. He was ice cold. But I mean, I think there's going to be some redeeming qualities for like Gideon is what was it Dale or Gideon that went to the caves underground that was dale i believe that was dale yeah yeah and and even he showed some some remorse for the the, the sickly guy in in the rebel group because he, he you know staying with them undercover they actually grew to be friends with some of these people like even right. gideon even gideon i think was uh friends with the with the leader of the group because the uh, of the partisan group because he actually showed some care for Gideon once he knew that Gideon could fly, you know right. he could pilot a ship really really well, and that was something Gideon sort of holds a grudge against Iden because Iden's the best at everything, and Gideon's good but he's like right up under her, and he doesn't feel like he gets the the recognition because right. of how how good she is at everything and plus he's um, supposed to be you know he's older and more experienced so he's just like yeah. you know why is this girl getting all the all the glory and i don't yeah so um i mean I, again i mean we we probably need to wrap this up to to for the show but i enjoyed the book i mean it's not up there with uh top tier books but it if you like Star Wars, it's worth a read to me. Oh yeah, um, definitely. I would say I'd give it a B minus. I mean, I mean, you yeah. know, for for the to me, like I said, the the only complaint I really had was just the the like the I don't know the restrictive nature of it, like it where you you kind of just you're you're you don't really go far. You're just sort of focused in on the main mission that got them started. But yeah. um, but it still makes it for a good story, and you get good characterization. So it's. You know, it, it's it's still a it's a worthy read. Yeah, and I think that was the whole point of this book is to just tease you a little bit with who these people are, so right. that the the Star Wars fan this this into the games, into the books, into the whole mythology goes into Battlefront with a little bit more interest in interest in learning the fates of some of these characters. Right. So, so I mean. I liked it, yeah. I might give it a little bit higher, like a B, not a B minus, because or a B plus maybe. Um, I, w- I tell you what, I, I, I mean, I was wrapped up, I was wrapped in. The book hooked me at the, at the beginning, yeah. And I usually don't get hooked at the beginning of of any Star Wars book, 
Um, so like after the aftermath series, I didn't get hooked until towards the end of the first book and maybe even the second book is what hooked me, you know? So, I, you know, I, I really like this book. If, if, if you're into star Wars books, give it a read. If you're going to play battlefront two and, and you like star Wars, give it a read. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do that anyway. So just, yes, give it a read. I give it a thumbs up. I give it, I give it two thumbs up. What do you give it, Austin? I give it a thumbs up. You give it one thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. Like I think I, I give it one thumbs up while the other one's eat. I'm eating a candy bar, so it's like kind of like yeah. I, I, I want to party, you know. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Um, just because there's no more time and we've gone over what so. Here's what you do. Visit OuterRimMews.com because we want you to come there. We want you to read news. We want you to be into Star Wars as much as we are. Guess what? Comment on articles. We love for you to comment on articles. Give us your opinion about stuff we write. We want to see what you're interested in. And we want to see your take on, on, on some of our thoughts and ideas. Two, you can find us on Twitter at OuterRimNews. You can find us on Facebook at, at facebook.com slash news. We are 28,000 plus members strong on Facebook. Keep them coming. Find, them, find us also on Instagram, Pinterest, Pinterest and uh, some various other social media MySpace. pages that I can't think of. <laughs> MySpace, yes, we're in MySpace. <laughs> no, we're not on MySpace. <laughs> Zanga. Yeah, not on MySpace. But, uh, but yeah, and also just remember the podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It's all for entertainment. All the names and sounds you hear in the show are all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders. All right. So, parting shots here. One, next week. Next week's podcast will probably be delayed a little while just because we'll be at Dragon Con, Austin and I. So, if you see us at Dragon Con, say hey. Say Yo, what's up, Austin and Ashley? Your podcast sucks. Hey, or, take some notes, losers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or say, hey, Austin and Ashley, I listen to your podcast. You're awesome. That would be even better. That would be even better. So, yeah, I don't know that we're going to get to a podcast next week. It might be a little bit. We'll, we'll probably do one, but it'll be released late after Dragon Con. Or maybe we may just skip next week. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But there will, there will be Dragon Con coverage for the next podcast more than likely so we can give you all the lowdown on what happens at dragon con but until then remember force friday is next friday september 1st why don't you go out buy a bunch of star wars stuff right back to us comment on our facebook page what you got we want to see we want to hear what you bought and what you think is cool out of the stuff you bought anything else austin uh just yeah enjoy for uh force friday too and um you know don't don't buy up everything so we all have to pay extra for it <laughs> be good to everybody and yes. uh yeah all righty may the force be with you peace <laughs>